me. The uh, adults of the early 80s had the chance to offer moral instruction to the kids of the 90s, and the only thing they could think of was submit. Yeah. That's bad. Follow the rules, little piggy. Yeah, you speak like of, it, don't you? Speaking of which, give me the keys, Sam. Give me the keys to the Instagram account. Who <laughs> <laughs> can my key? Who can let me post? Are you, are you, are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna know? Whatever. Be happy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Funny Papers. A show where three thirty somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic '90s cartoon show Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friends Sam. I hate my goddamn life. And Jim. Once again, we've let Biscuit Dough Hands Man slip through our fingers. Today we cover episode seven, part two of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two twelve-minute shorts. Episode seven, part two's title is Doug to the Rescue. No. No. <laughs> Doug has a male power fantasy. <laughs> Doug is a good guy with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he no, had a gun, it'd somehow actually be more... It, that would be less fucked up, honestly. No, yeah. It's funny because he says he doesn't have superpowers, but he clearly has a superpower. So, okay, real quick before we start super going into this, this is the episode where we introduce Quail Man. Now, you, you, a lot of you listeners may remember Quail Man. He looks exactly like Doug. He's basically Doug's superhero persona. Uh, he looks exactly like Doug, but he's got a belt around his head. Uh, he's got a cape made out of a towel. He's got a Q written on his shirt, and most notably of all, he. He wears his underwear outside his pants. Real cool dude. Yeah, agreed. Once there was a time when fighting crime was a cinch. Superheroes with super strength could clobber an evil wrongdoer on the spot. But desperate times call for a new kind of hero. A hero with patience and intelligence. Uh, We were talking about this a little bit earlier and Sam was saying that he's more or less like a shitty take on Superman for for the underwear. Like... That's what yeah. it was kind of a reference to. Like, because that was always the line about, yeah, everybody in, like, a circus strongman outfit. I'm stepping on Sam's territory as our comic book's brain genius. But, like, all the early comic book, cart like, costumes were just stuff taken straight from the circus. So, yeah, Superman is dressed like a circus strongman because he's a strong guy. You get it? No, what's well, cool is that, like, Quailman's supposed to be, like, in his imagination, but in his imagination, he wears the shitty costume that Doug would just put on in real life to imitate Quailman. Right. He wears, like, a fake costume. And he's he's imitating something in the circus, but certainly not the strongman. He's, like, imitating like, a clown or, like, some kind of yeah. idiot, right? <laughs> sideshow. <laughs> right, yes. exactly. The worst sideshow. The one who is pelted with rotten fruit. <laughs> Right, so we open this episode uh, with a shot of the entire Earth, and it zooms in, and there's like a narrator speaking. And he's more or less saying that once upon a time, fighting crime used to be easy and like good because we had strong people. But now we don't have good heroes anymore, and we just have this idiot, right? We have a hero with patience and intelligence who's playing checkers against himself and shouts (laughs) king me to an empty park as he takes the last of his own pieces. He's also not really like playing checkers because he puts 
the 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 piece that he's moving on the board from off the board. So like they were basically we zoom into like some random checking board checkerboard and Doug is like swooping his hand from underneath the table, puts a piece on there, jumps two of the three pieces that are on there. So he's not even making the optimal play. Like while cheating at checkers, he's not making the optimal cheat play because it takes only two of the three. Checkers is so good. Yeah. He is cheating at checkers badly to make himself lose. I cannot stress this enough. There's only the one color left and he's taking out his own fucking pieces. Desperate times call for a new kind of hero. A dumb baby. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. This this is to illustrate. The narrator is saying showing this to illustrate that this hero has patience and intelligence, which Checkers requires neither of, especially when there's nothing on the damn board, right? I mean, this this bit would work if like Quillman thought he was smart, but he was just like actually shown as an idiot in the episode, which he kinda is, but that's not what they're going for. They're going for oh yeah, we need to make this guy look intelligent. I know he'll beat himself in, a, in the babiest game possible. <laughs> <laughs> he also says grace and speed, which is the furthest thing from Doug on either yeah, front. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Doug gets like we saw Doug trying to run to keep up with Patty Mayonnaise in an earlier episode. It ended with him falling face first into the dirt. Right. Uh, so, like, to go to go back to uh, my big comic book brain, right now is what's considered in comic book history as one of the worst periods of comic book history ever. <laughs> the uh, Iron Age is what they call it. It's where everybody got guns and was a super badass. And when they said desperate times call for a new kind of hero, I thought maybe they're just, like, trying to say something against that. But no, they don't even reference anything else. It's just a goddamn throwaway line for no reason. No reason at all. Well, just goes nowhere. Right. Yeah. This is the part of history where Superman got a mullet and turned electrical for some fucking reason. That's cool. I mean, <laughs> that sounds kind of great to me. I should check out these comics. <laughs> but so basically, the narrator says that uh, Quailman here has the most incredible superpowers in the universe. He flies. Nope. He, he, so flying is cool. Like that's a like a superpower. By the way, it's a incredible. power that actual quails don't really have. They don't fly? Quails can fly in the same sense that you can leap tall buildings in a single bound. Okay. Quail can fly for about 50 feet and then collapse exhausted. Let's take this minute. Uh, So before we go into the rest of the powers that uh, Quail Man has here... So, okay, so you looked up that bit about quails. Did either did either of you two look up more about quails? Because I did. I learned a lot about quails for I this did episode. Not. Give us the quail information, because as we are informed, Quail Man has all of the powers of a quail. Right. Grace, speed, intelligence. Okay, so first off... Uh, the quail, so there's a sound that gets played during, uh, whenever whenever the narrator or Doug or anyone says quail man, like, we've kind of learned that Doug associates characters with sounds, like Roger has a guitar riff, Patty has a guitar riff, right? Quail man also has a sound. And it always plays, but that is not the call of a quail, right? They could have easily done something that sounded like a quail, but it isn't. It's just totally separate. Uh, oh, no, the- like, that's a really common thing. Like, uh, if you've ever heard the sound of a bald eagle crying, yes. you didn't. You heard a red-tailed hawk. The red-tailed hawk is the voice actor for the bald eagle, because <laughs> a bald eagle crying is just this horrible croaking, 
Well, no, a bald, uh, sounds good. A bald eagle sounds like America. a seagull. And and that's that's actually very funny to me because it means that America appropriates all cultures, even down to its mascots. <laughs> yes. Right? So the bald eagle is appropriating hawk culture. Anyway, yep. uh, so the but but the sound that a common quail makes, its call is referred to as wet my lips. And that is awesome. Hmm. So the only thing I know about quail is that the only animal I've ever shot is a quail. <laughs> Was it because you just watched Doug and you were like, fuck this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went on a rampage against a quail. Like, <laughs> I've only been hunting one time, and quail hunting is the easiest type of like bird to hunt because you do it with a shotgun and like a stiff breeze will kill a quail. So I just aimed at like an entire like horde and just hit one of them. Yeah, and quail are kind of garbage birds quite frankly so also to this end i looked up are quails smart turns out quails are one of the dumbest fucking birds yes (laughs) incredibly stupid (laughs) like there is like there's like a ranking scale for different birds and uh like the first thing i saw was there was a headline from a telegraph article that said the hunt for intelligence finds quails are birds of very little brain which is an amazing tagline for quail man but also i I saw an abc article uh where it ranked birds and such and it showed that quails are a ton stupider than crows in terms of like problem solving in terms of like critical thinking and that's like what quail man's power is supposed to be and and furthermore quail is and we're about to get back into the 90s here a quail is a creature whose entire like niche is that it's a little bit bigger than most of everything else around its size that would try to eat it. And it's escaped strategy for if a predator like a fucking dog comes after it or something is they all scatter in a different direction. And after you've eaten one quail, you're probably full. <laughs> so you just just... <laughs> nature gets to a strategy of, oh, just give up. So you just beat up Doug until he submits, and then you're like, like well... There's, I- there's several thousand Dougs, and you just hit one of them. Well, no, it's that you beat up you Doug until he submits, and then they won't beat up anyone else, because they're tired. <laughs> yes. It's a good strat. But, uh, so, also the thing is, is that, like, crows typically represent, like, evil, right? Like, crows are kind of, like, a, a malevolent force, and Quail's whole, Quailman's whole deal is that he outsmarts evildoers, but if Quail's are objectively stupider than crows. I don't. I don't really see. How it works, yeah, no. Right? You've got an entire uh, basically ju- like. Okay, there is a nugget of a good idea in Quail Man. I will give it that. It's like, also everything that- we've said thus far is completely true. But there is a nugget of a good idea here. There's an observation. I forget from where. There's the easy way to tell anyone from the Bluffingtons of America who claims to have a spirit animal is full of shit. You'd expect somebody would have a spirit animal that wasn't a wolf, a big cat, a horse, a wolf, a deer, a wolf, an eagle, a wolf, a wolf, or a wolf. Or a cool shadow elf. Yes. The concept of somebody who gets some kind of weird animal-based superpower but not for one of the cool animals is actually kind of neat. Except for the actual quail superpower is, I don't know, I eat basically everything and you can't kill all of me <laughs> as a, as a child uh, young Doug Funny falls down a well and accidentally murders a thousand quail on the way down and says I must become the quail 
<laughs> and he just dies in the well. <laughs> yeah, I always, whenever people ask me what animal I relate to, I always tell them manatees because they're dumpy and nice. <laughs> I just say I'm a depressed human. <laughs> Perfect. Man, but uh, so the one thing that Quail Man does represent real quails with is that uh, he has his like belt that's around his head in like kind of a like a droopy bit at the front. And that is kind of what quails look like. That's my guess is that when they were in the design phase of this, they were just like, what is a common piece of someone's wardrobe that they could put on their head and make it look like something? Hey, that kind of looks like a quail. Quail Man, (laughs) right? (laughs) I mean, I think they were just like, okay, Batman's popular because it's Batman anime series is going around the same time. What's like a bat? Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> right. what somebody something? just said the word. Somebody said the word quail for no apparent fucking reason. We're really putting off getting into the episode because it's really not very good. Well, this episode, okay, this episode's fucking dark. This episode made me like uncomfortable and like kind of offended. So we're well, we're yeah, getting. So- um, really quick, when he when they're introducing Quail Man, like we gotten to that point yet? We're, I mean, we're right in there. there. Yeah. We're so yeah, it's like he wears. They say that he wears his underpants on the outside of his pants, and then his pants fall down, revealing just a smooth Ken doll crotch. And now this this let I stopped the episode, and I was just like, is this? Did they want to show his dick? <laughs> like it's flesh. It's flesh colored. Yeah. So like. It, his pants are clearing, and it, it happens right as he says he wears his underwear on the outside of his pants. So it's like, yeah, they're showing his dick, but there's no dick there. So do does Doug oh. not have a dick? Do people don't <laughs> no. do people not reproduce in this? And the other like, thing then, that's so fucked up about that is like, the, as they're saying, he wears his underpants on the outside. Like Doug is in just the full-on superhero crotch forward position, and they very carefully reanimated. How, like, if you just take a look at the common American pair of underpants, dear viewer, you will notice that it has a pretty distinctive set of stitch, like stitching around the crotchal region. They redid that because they didn't want to emphasize Doug's crotch. Instead, Doug has a weird triangular, it looks like it should split open and something pops out of it. But, like, just to avoid any kind of okay, dumb crotch nonsense. And then the pants fall down. What? <laughs> like, Look, did, like in the X-rated version of Doug, do you see the child's dick? <laughs> let's like let's stay away from that, Jesus Christ! FBI, open up! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a shame oh, Sam God. died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, until the gritty reboot that we've been talking about forever of Bluffington uh, God, comes the out, Whale Man murders. But just really quick, it re- it. Like, while I was going down the spiral <laughs> after this happened, I was just like, okay, so, like, my my hunch is, like, people don't have sex in Doug's universe, and, like, the stork brings, like, babies to people's houses, like, in Dumbo. Oh, and yeah. just imagine Doug's parents getting, like, opening up the bundle and going, ah, oh, God, it's <laughs> Doug! Oh! Yeah, this one's going to public school. We won the lottery on the first one. This one, no. I also wrote my notes, I also wrote my notes, Ken Dolls not having big cocks was rip off who's with me <laughs> i believe some things are just so true so perfect so accurate that we must just leave them there who's with God. me rise up i'm gonna write i'm gonna oh, write yeah. a letter to mattel this, shows, leave, uh, this is 
we'll just take that perfect statement and leave it exactly there and never touch it again. <laughs> Let's start a petition first. <laughs> Unrealistic expectations. Where's the dicks? <laughs> anyway, anyway. Anyway. So, we got halfway through the Quail, quail Man's uh, description, which is he flies, yeah, okay, he thinks, no, and he wears underwear outside of his pants, sort of. Uh, I'd imagine he still wears underwear on inside of his pants, too. He just, like, weighs, he just doubles up. It's just he double bags colored it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so, skin tight. So... <laughs> We learn that he is a strange visitor from the planet Bob, who is half man, half quail. Sure, whatever. Um, (laughs) It's just throwaway nonsense. Somebody Uh, fucked a quail. We're not sure why. We're not sure how, but this came out. (laughs) And and a very stupid boy came out. (laughs) So so we cut back to Doug writing in his journal from this introduction to Quail Man. And he says, did you ever have a day when someone really needed saving? Yeah, oh, crazy, you still call me Superman. <laughs> still call me Quail Man. Well, shit. <laughs> so <laughs> we learn, and Doug is like, because I did, right? Uh, it's me. A journal. You're right. It's me. Surprise journal. It's me. <laughs> Doug. And I needed I need I needed I, to save someone. It's me. So, it's Doug. I need to save I need saving. Please let me out of this hell world. Save me paper and notebook. Uh so so we cut into Doug's classroom where he is drawing Quail Man. And the teacher, Mrs. Wingo, is like, okay, class, it's time to have some study, some like quiet study period so that you all can work on your book reports that are due soon. Uh, and so Doug's not working on the book report, right? He's yeah. just drawing Quail Man. We'll zoom out later. We find out that no one's working on the book report <laughs> during this entire time, right? There's also no one's a using weird the study period. here. Just like it's weirdly choppy. Like they had a different intro and they pasted this one in. It's kind of awkward, right? So uh, we we learn that this is time for the study period, uh, and immediately what happens is Roger is sitting behind Patty. And like starts poking her, like aggressively poking her, and loudly asks uh, for Patty to like help him with her his book report. And Patty's like, "No, I'm not gonna help you. You gotta do your own book report, right?" So, like, that's totally reasonable interaction. But Mrs. Wingo calls on them and is like, "Hey, P- Roger and Patty, shut the fuck up. Work on your book report." Right, Mrs. Wingo's hungover here. That's why she's just like, just I don't can't deal with this shit right now. Yeah. This episode made me like realize like how I I just wonder like as a child how many of my teachers were just like hungover as shit coming in on Monday. It's probably yeah. like all of them. It's like it's like the Mulaney bit where he's talking about his uh his his teacher his teacher friend who's like drinking like it's the end of the world. And then she's just like, ah, I'll just show a movie tomorrow. And he's like, that's why teachers showed movies. Yeah. This is that. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I, I can't deal with this right now. My head is pounding. My mouth is dry. And these little, little shits won't shut the fuck up. Yeah, she's like taking off her glasses and just like, oh, I just need to close my <laughs> eyes for two seconds. <laughs> Jesus Christ, kids. And as she's getting angry, we see Doug getting angry for the first time in history. 
I hated seeing anyone pestering Patty, especially Roger. Yeah, he's like, God, is there's there's gotta be something I can do. Like, you know, tell the teacher. <laughs> right? Also, it's like it's just the mounting anger of someone who feels like Roger is moving in on his territory. Yeah. Which is so fucking creepy. Yeah. So she's like, mine, Roger. <laughs> only she'll only do my book report. She won't do yours. That's why I can spend my time drawing Quail Man. Is because she and Patty already did my book report for me. <laughs> so I mean, like it's it's like he just he's just imagining uh, a helpless woman that he has to say, which is like such a worn out critique. That's like a cliche, but it's just weird in 2019 to see it. And it's know? also like Patty has been shown to be like the way stronger and more independent oh, yeah. character than Doug. I mean, like when Doug goes into his imagination sequences, she goes from like standing up to herself just to being completely helpless. Oh shit, you're right. Like all the imagination yeah. bits that Doug ever imagines of Patty is all just like either she saying... She becomes completely submissive. Yeah, yeah. It's one of, like, they actually Fuck. did, like, in, in the category of later 90s stuff that does this less bad, there is Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the first season is still not very good, but there is one decent subplot in an episode where a couple of people are having a thing where, okay, blah, blah, aliens, things that people are afraid of, things that people are fantasizing about, etc., are coming into reality, and the actual member of a crew and the fantasy version of a member of a crew are interacting and just the comment from the actual one is, wow, your imagined version of me is really submissive. That's fucking weird, man. So what you're saying is that there were other shows that were better than Doug? Yeah, I know. <laughs> for, fucked up, isn't it? And, and By the way, trade. that episode also features Rumpelstiltskin as a genuinely menacing presence in a sci-fi show. So I'm still saying it wasn't a good episode, but it had... They understood how to tackle this theme not shit in the 90s. This show is not doing that. I mean, the only episode of Star Trek I remember is the one where they met Mark Twain, so that sounds about right. That one kicks ass. <laughs> so really, really quick on uh, the opinion of the Doug Riders towards women. Hey, what's Doug's mom's name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Oh did, fuck! Did, 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 uh, I want to say it's like Linda or something. It's theta. Theta. T h e d a or theta. Okay. I had to Google it. I didn't know either. Holy shit! What's Doug's dad's name? Did that ever come Phil. up? It's Phil. Phil. Yeah, that came up. <laughs> All right. Okay. God damn, that's fucked up. Holy shit! I didn't think about that. Oh my god. Okay, so. <laughs> We so so Doug is sitting there like ah I gotta do something right um and then uh, the the teacher Wingo is just like oh by the way surprise this book report will make up one third of your entire grade don't I don't want to grade anything for the next couple of weeks yeah that means that they don't ever do assignments like what is this book you think that they're being I bet it's, it's like the it's everybody poops I bet it's the <laughs> Bible. <laughs> With all you get those to pick between everybody. Moved. You get to pick between the Bible and everybody poops. Doug does everybody poops. About the same lessons learned from both. Right. 
<laughs> but uh yeah no like that's crazy i remember in college being stressed out when it's like one test would be like i don't know 20 percent of your grade but holy fuck one book report being a third yeah, year grade like no you wonder that, you fail in a class basically yeah. yeah no wonder roger's been held back so many times jesus christ yeah no if you're bad at the one thing that's going to be everything for your class that's uh yeah, there's a reason they don't do this in schools. Yeah, no, it, it's it's crazy, right? Um, but so so this is still happening. Like like Rogers still poking Patty and like, hey, help me out, help me out. And Mrs. Wingo says, "You're knocking on trouble's door, Mister Klotz and Miss Mayonnaise." Yeah, Which, at any point, Patty could have just been like, "Yeah, it's just Roger bugging me." But Patty's not a snitch in this episode. But also. It's, like, fucked up because it's clear that Roger is, like, poking oh, yeah. at her. And this is, like, crazy, like, victim-blaming shit, right? It's, oh, yeah. like, straight-A student versus the 13-year-old in sixth grade. Right? Yeah. Swingo yeah. <laughs> has known Roger for three years now. Yeah. It, like, has probably been the one to hold him back specifically. <sighs> yeah. Right? I... A part of this is that, okay, the standard practice for teachers is you get both of them because tangling out who exactly is causing the problem is a huge pain in the ass and you'll half the time get it wrong in embarrassing ways. Like, half the reason they started doing this stuff was because, uh, yeah, weird, funny coincidence. It turned out that at shortly following integration of schools, guess if you, only, if you were only sending one person to detention after some bullshit started up? You'd be absolutely unsurprised to hear that doesn't matter any time that a black kid and a white kid got in some trouble, the black kid was the one who went to detention and the white kid didn't. So it just became standard practice that, no, you send both of them and, you know what, you figure that the good kids are gonna be more affected by that and keep their noses clean next time. Uh, but they don't have any power over it. You say that they yeah, no, it's completely. Clean. Oh, it's horse shit, but it's horse shit in a way that was attempting to avoid a prior more horse shit state of affairs. Yeah, okay. I guess that's that's fair. As and a I guess general, good, thing, yeah. good thing there are no races in Doug. Yeah, <laughs> sure is a good sign that uh, no part of it, that Jim Jenkins has very carefully crafted a post-racial utopia. By the way... A post- uh, a post-racial utopia where the voice of the protagonist and the vessel for the viewer is the one white person in the show. <laughs> like, come on. Yep. It's good. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so Doug says to himself, he's like, man, I wonder how Quail Man would handle this. And, you know, not by telling the teacher, like, his, his, his fantasy of being the most truthful boy in a previous episode. <laughs> but, no, how Quail Man would handle this. Um, and he has a, f- this is where he jumps into a fantasy. I would being- eat several bugs and then run away. Right, and be really stupid and get owned by hunters. Get shot by Sam. <laughs> 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 just like what happens in this podcast a man who has like negative eight prescription glasses and can't hit a three-pointer save his light managed to shoot you <laughs> fucking pathetic <laughs> but he plays a lot of video games right so so uh he has a doug has this fantasy 
where uh, he's Quail Man, and he's fighting. He, he Clotzilla, who is Roger, but as Godzilla, is holding Patty and like climbing up a water tower. And he's like, "Ha ha! I've got you now, Patty. You can't. You won't. You know. You won't get away." So again, Patty being like crazy submissive, and is just like, "Help me, Quail yeah. Man!" She right? says, "You're a, you're a monster, Clotzilla." And I like the concept of a person named Clotzilla that isn't a monster. <laughs> Oh, I'm Mr. Clotzilla. Look, just because my parents were jackasses. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, look, it's the reason I can't ever open a deli, because I'm Clotzilla, come on. God, I don't know. Hey, I'm Clotzilla over here. (laughs) Pizza, pizza. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, So... Quailman flies in and he's just like, I'll save you, right? And, and immediately Qu- gets owned. Yeah, gets destroyed. Like Roger Clotzilla flicks him into outer space and yeah, kills the superhero him. Superhero with super intelligence's strategy is fly idly within the monster's reach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he knows that he's not strong, but he's just like, let's get right up next to the one who is. Right? Uh, and then he says he's like his his like Godzilla's like good movie line here is Quail Man should change his name to Lame Duck Man. Which one, Lame Duck's a political turn term, and two, Fail Man is right there. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> Fuck off, that. Jenkins. The word fail had not been discovered yet. The word fail was uncovered by archaeologists in two thousand and one and promptly applied to everything on the face of the planet. Right, it's we've only peak fail in approximately 2008, and we've since been recovering with uh, substitute terminology. Epic fail, Jim Jenkins. <laughs> Epic fail. Ah, oh uh, I, ju- I couldn't keep that one in. That was really bad, Sam. I heard yeah. now, <laughs> sir. That is an epic fail. <laughs> epic fail, man. <laughs> Zero oh. golden man babies for you. Uh. <laughs> I could keep going. No, I could don't. do an Let's, entire podcast. So moving on to the next part. <laughs> Doug says he comes back and he's like, his big comeback is I may not be big, but I am small. It's All like, right. Uh, no, you got it. You, you figured it out. <laughs> cool. But, uh, uh, got him. So so he proceeds to like teleport between a bunch of bushes and Roger's line here, which he will say a couple of times through the episode, which every time he says it, I'm just like, oh man. So he goes, Hey, hold still so I can preach. <laughs> yeah. No subtext here. Like, oh man. Like Oh Jesus Christ! Roger loves to crane dog, <laughs> but only he just needs him to hold still and wait for I'm it. He's gonna do a bareback creaming. Oh no! Uh, so speaking, <laughs> speaking of, we're form. still out here. <laughs> Almost done. <laughs> <laughs> like it's cool like the fbi as the fbi we understand you've got content to produce but like <laughs> let us in <laughs> uh, so, they're, just, they're just not arresting me because they're waiting for the next uh, episode right <laughs> you've got that kind of like celebrity privilege the whole fbi or the entire 30 viewers it's just all the fbi <laughs> like, oh, pretty good <laughs> thank you for your service fbi <laughs> God, so, so 
Anyway, so, speaking of foreplay, Doug then moves on to explaining how eye contact works. Right. He unleashes his grand weapon call, that he calls the power of the quail, which will cause his opponent to feel helpless and stupefied. Uh, Gross. Yeah. So, but like, that's funny you say that, uh, Jim, that the power is eye contact, because what he does, he just sort of like, makes big crazy eyes and he stares at the his enemy uh and he shoots little lasers but i think those are like implied lasers because all he's doing is making eye contact which would make doug feel helpless and stupefied so it yeah. makes sense so yeah i tried to describe this and i had a couple of attempts um sex offender stare shithead cyclops <laughs> but then what i realized as a 33 year old man who plays pokemon doug's superpower here is a Move that baby Pokemon learn, Leer. He's got the power of leering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The move that no one uses because it's right. not worth the action economy. That's his superpower. Oh my god. He's got he's gonna learn tail whip next. <laughs> Where he just waggles the belt that's on his forehead. <laughs> Jesus. Did that move ever become useful in later versions of Pokemon? No, absolutely Good. not. Good. Well, Delete immediately, no matter even if you're a six year old playing the game. <laughs> yeah, everyone can tell that shit's a trap. Oh my god. Okay, so he 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 defeats Roger. Clotzilla tells, at tells him us and making Roger feel bad. Doug's yeah. superpower is that if Doug looks at you, you start thinking about, oh god, what must it be like inside that poor fucker's head. <laughs> the penance stare from Ghost Rider. Uh, no, Doug says that uh, don't kids don't try this at home. Which fair, good piece of advice. Don't stare creepily at people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The rest of the episode will be them entirely saying, "No, really, kids, try this at home." Right, right, that's true. Like, later on, it becomes, like, it's showing it as, like, a good thing that he does this. But he's straight up just saying, don't try this at home. Man, okay, so... Roger like slides down the uh, the water tower, and Doug saves Patty, and they high five, and uh, then Doug like carry Quailman, excuse me, Quailman, not Doug, uh, carries Patty like off into the sky. They like fly away, and Roger's just like. Come back, Quail Man. We gotta go on two out of three. Please come back. Please, please come back. Right? So he's just like, I don't know, he's just kind of a sad villain. He's transition they're transitioning into Roger saying, please, 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 please do my book report. Right. It transitions back into the classroom where Roger's still begging Patty. Uh no, Roger is like literally on the floor. Like he's not in his desk anymore, and he's begging Patty, and then Patty screams, Stop it. Pretty please. <laughs> pretty, pretty, please, please, please. Oh! It's not like it's not like she's yeah. being subtle here. It's not like she's having the, the teacher could there have. There is the no ambiguity whatsoever. This is entirely no, it, stop it. If she's Miss Wingo's probably asleep and stop it woke her up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the only way I could see this being a thing because after Sp Patty screams stop it to Roger, Wingo sends them both to the tension and like. Holy shit, like, what a you bad You danced lesson. on the wild side, and now you will pay the price. 
But like, Weird. what a bad, what a bad fucking lesson that's Usually. showing that like, if someone's like abusing you, that you shouldn't stand up to them and tell them to stop it because you'll also get in trouble. Like, what the fuck? That's like crazy victim blaming bullshit, right? Oh yeah, definitely. It's just yeah. one of those things that's also was true in most schools for the reason that, okay, it is too hard for the teacher to work out most of the time who's actually causing the problem. So, fuck it. Both of you get detention. Fine. Justice we won't be served. racist. We'll just be lazy. Yep. <laughs> Wait, but like in this instance, there is no ambiguity. There is, is no ambiguity not... whatsoever, but Mrs. Like Wingo said, was sleeping off. it off. Yeah, Mrs. Wingo <sighs> is sleeping it off. I think that's the only solution. I guess so. Because immediately after that, uh, they get sent to detention. And uh, immediately after that, Doug says to Skeeter, he's like, man, uh, what should I do? And Skeeter's like, hey, why don't you tell the teacher? Rather than Skeeter just fucking telling the teacher. He's like, Doug. IQ genius. Yeah, he's like, Doug, no, you do it, idiot. Uh, and I don't give a shit, Doug. Why are you bugging me? <laughs> right. And so they get both sent to detention, too. Um no, let me get this straight. I, as a very good boy, never got sent to detention. Uh, is it weird that detention happens during class? I always thought that this was a thing yes, that happened after class. Yes, it's very weird that detention is happening during class. Yeah, it's like you get to, you have to miss out on a lesson because you're being sent to kid jail, right? I yeah, always thought it was like that's dumb. so that you couldn't, you couldn't do like after school activities or something. I don't know. Uh, so they yeah, get- and also Patty gets into detention and immediately starts listening to music like on a like a Walkman. It's well, like, did do you not get? So, so what is this? There's more shit than that because they get the detention. Uh, Bone is the one who runs the detention, uh, and he's like, okay, everyone sit down now. In the, right when they get to detention, before Patty starts listening to music, Roger says the most fucked up line that I've heard in any Doug episode. That I'm just like, oh, like this made me like physically <laughs> yeah, uncomfortable. It's not to hear good. He goes, Roger goes, hey, you did this to yourself. If you just said yes, none of this would have happened. Like, holy fuck. Like, yep. this is. <laughs> Jesus Christ, like you can see the subtext here, right? This is the darkest fucking shit. And it's not even it's not even like it's shown as bad. It's just like Patty's just like, oh like she doesn't even say like that's a bad thing. She's just like, well, I'm just gonna listen to music now. Yeah, and then Doug says Doug says Roger is such a creep, which is like, okay, you got it. Yeah, like got him one. It's more than that. It's just like Jesus Christ, like, that's, like, one of those things that you you just, like, can't hear and go, ah, I, like, don't even have words for that, right? Yep, that's like, intensely fucked up. I'll give Jim Jenkins some small amount of credit insofar as he put it in the mouth of the character who is clearly the voice of yeah. all bad things happening. But yeah. you'll notice that he can't come up with any reason why that would be wrong. Right, it's like... Oh, it's like not really shown. It's just shown as like, okay, this is bad, but not that this, this is, is the like, thing bad people say. We don't know if it's wrong or not. We just know the bad people say it. Right. Man, shit. So I, I got fucking riled up after hearing that. Oh, yeah. Um, that is my only note for this segment is, well, this is uncomfortable. 
Yeah. Very. Uh, uh, so when they walk into detention, there's like a banner in the back of the class. Yes. You yeah. see that? Yes. Says, Time will pass, will you? Right. Reminds me when I stayed at this hotel in Prim, which is a town on the border of uh, Nevada and California. Featured in and, video game Fallout New Vegas, dear viewer. Yeah. And it was a hotel called Whiskey Pete's Hotel, and it was $30 a night, and they had CRT TVs. And on the, on the sign outside the casino, it had the line, before leaving, get even. <laughs> like, fucking hold your horses. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Does that mean to trash the hotel? I'm, I think they're saying, oh, like since you're driving back to California, stop in here and make up some of your gambling losses. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Jesus but Christ. But still, it's like the wording. Also, it's like, t- yeah. time yeah. will pass, will you? No, I will never die. Yeah, will exa- time pass? Does time pass in this universe? And also, you probably won't pass if you get past the class if you get sent to detention because you're missing all the damn lessons because they happen during class. Well, then again, <laughs> a third of the grade is this book report, so class is actively against you. Like, detention right. might actually be the smart play here. We talk about optimizing <laughs> action economy. That's true, because you could just work on the book report in quiet. Man, right. But, I was I was thinking that like this detention might be the worst thing that's ever happened in Doug's life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that said, so this is detention, right? Detention is a place that you're supposed to be punished. No one is monitoring detention, right? <laughs> Mr. Bowling is standing there, but he's also not doing anything. No, but he's not because at the end of detention, he comes back in the door. So like he collected their slip saying that they're supposed to come to detention, and then he just left. <laughs> Right? So detention is just the play zone. Yeah, I guess. Christ. Man, so, okay. So Doug is like, all right, I got to do something about this. Because Roger is still, like, pestering Patty. He's like, hey, how about you write a page, then I'll write a page. You go first, right? So Doug, like, Doug's like, all right. And he stands up and he screams, you're like, out loud because Skeeter notices him saying this. He's not imagining this. He screams, it's time for me to unleash the powers of the quail, right? Yep. And so what he does is he, like, sneaks around the room. He, like, teleports from desk to desk. And he has this fucking crazy eyes the whole time. Yeah, Doug um, has having a break from reality. Doug is having <laughs> a break from reality or reality is breaking, Remember, we right. were in a pro- we're in a room that has been consecrated by Lamar Bone as a place of torment. As such, the dimensional realities are thinner here. It is possible for someone to tap into their particular reservoir of madness and so violate most of the laws of space-time as Doug just sort of teleports from spot to spot using various people as cover without anybody so much as commenting on it. Right, and so he he does this, and he like uses this in order to sneak up behind Roger, and it's like, oh boy, here we go, Doug's gonna give it to him, and he taps Roger on the shoulder, and he says extremely meekly, he says, Excuse me, but I think it's time to leave Ms. Mayonnaise alone. And this is like, Doug has like said shit to, he knows Roger's name, and Roger knows him. And like, he's sort of stood up to Roger before, but in this thing, he's, like, treating him like an adult that he respects. He's like, excuse yeah, me, sir. Excuse fe- me, daddy. A, fe- a fedora materialized on his head while he was saying this. Yeah. God. So, and Roger, like, 
turns to him, and in doing this, like, he, like, slams his nose into Doug's hand, and, like, so he, like, Doug, like, accidentally punches Roger. He's like, oh, God, my nose. So, like, Doug accidentally beats up Roger, right? Yeah, and just to note that Roger has yet to be physically violent with Doug, so Doug has made the first move. That's true! (laughs) Doug is the physical aggressor here. Yeah, so uh, everyone's like everyone in the class because of course Roger's minions are already in detention somehow, and they're just like, "Oh man, what are you gonna do, Roger? You gotta." They just fucking- start psyching him up. Like everybody just started pounding their fists on the table, screaming, "Blood! Blood! Blood! <laughs> blood!" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone's fucking chanting for the Thunderdome to have some blood. Uh, chanting for an execution of Doug for his transgressions. Uh, Which I mean, I'm with them Yeah, totally Uh, And so detention ends Uh, The bell rings Uh, Oh oh, no, Doug comments something like This looks like a time to run Oh yeah Skeeter does yeah, Skeeter's like, you should run now And Roger's like, I'm gonna go beat you up after class And Doug's like, I'm gonna use the powers of the quail (laughs) The powers of the quail Established early in the episode being To run away and then literally and the next frame being, no, actually, I'm not running away. I'm showing up to my execution. Right. Everyone leaves detention. And everyone's, like, super smiling as they leave detention, including Patty. She's just like, ah, whatever. This one's so bad. She's, like, totally into it. Uh, and so then they, we cut to, like, outside. And Roger and Doug are having a stand down. And, and, and Roger goes, again, <laughs> looks like I'm going to have to cream you. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> And his Someone buddies, says, are, like his minions, are busy, are trying to uh, say, "All right, just go already." And Roger's like, "Hey, I'm not in the mood yet." Yeah, hang on, Christ. I gotta get in the mood. And someone's like, "Hey, clean his cock, Roger." <laughs> in the, in the back, they actually I, say "clean his clock," but yeah. in this instance, I'm just like, "It's like yeah, fucking no. clean his cock." Oh God, <laughs> blow him off, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, Patty's really? like, "Come on." Patty's like, come on, Roger, you know it was an accident. And he's like, sorry, Patty, I have a reputation to maintain. Which I was thinking, like, given what happens next, I have a reputation to maintain, so I'm going to let Doug stare at me for a minute straight and mumble something about doing homework in the evening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I have a reputation to maintain as someone who's never beat up anyone in the class before. <laughs> like, I have this a reputation, isn't your reputation for weirdly saccharine practical jokes that don't actually do anything and actually inconvenience me more than anyone else right god so 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 roger's getting in the mood and doug is like all right it's time to be a quail and uh he's like all right and he does the same sort of like teleporting around thing that he did earlier uh, in order to then end up at the exact same place that he started no there's uh, another thing that's very important like roger says Hey, funny, what are you doing? And he's back in the detention hall. <laughs> like, <laughs> they edit, like this is what I was talking about with the editing is really bad here. Because when Roger says, hey, funny, what are you doing? Remember, we're outside. Except for Roger is now standing in the detention hall. The time will pass, will you sign, is behind him. Oh, shit. So, yeah, that's like... <laughs> wait, funny, what are you doing? I'm experienced, like... <laughs> I'm going full fucking Dr. Manhattan here. My life is suddenly a series of disconnected images. 
Yeah, maybe maybe when Doug is like teleporting around doing mind fuckery on Roger, he's putting Roger's mind back in kid jail, right? I, he's like, I'll keep you in where you belong, bitch. Either that or the animators were really having a hard time with editing this one to look <laughs> at all functional. Or that this was originally supposed to be happening in the detention hall and they didn't want to redraw that one scene. But only that one. The rest of them would redraw just fine. Right. To me, the real fantasy of this episode isn't like Quailman beating Clotzilla. It's the idea that you can best a teenager using frustration. Like, if you try to psych a bully out, they'll just go insane with rage and pop you in the mouth. <laughs> just punch him in the face. Yeah, like, props to Jim Jenkins for portraying a bully who's not completely psyched to attack someone. Right. That was the last time I'll ever offer Jim Jenkins props. But, but that's do, not how it works. Yeah, doing this weird <laughs> shit, this would bump fight or flight up real hard, and you are, you got three years on this kid, and he's given you a reason to punch him. He threw the right. first punch, you are justified. As in the immortal words of Sam, just punch Doug in the <laughs> face. <laughs> But you're right. They are they are playing up that Roger's kind of like a meek bully that he's like all talk and no action, right? Yeah. They've been playing that up for a while. In this instance of like Doug, that he actually has a chance to like punch him in the fucking face, like he doesn't want to do it. That's yeah. why he's just got to get in the mood, right? Not least because this is a 1991 Nickelodeon show, and showing that would be um not on the table. Awesome. <laughs> I was like, really cool. Because we've gotten to the point that we're uh, a little bit more happy about this, let's take this back to a darker place. Think for a second about every kid who saw this episode and thought, yeah, that's what I'll do to my oh, bully. Oh, no. <laughs> you know yeah, how he like, talks about how, many do- how much dog blood is on Jim Jenkins' hands? Oh. <laughs> how many kids' broken noses are on Jim Jenkins for this bit of absolutely psychotic yeah so 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 what's happening here is doug is like teleporting around and he ends right up back in roger's face again and he's just staring roger down with his like crazy quail eyes and he's screaming patience intelligence speed at roger like (laughs) over and over again and And skeeter is commenting like again we like trying to work around this because unfortunately like it's probably not a good thing to use crazy as much as we do. But Skeeter here actively says, Yo, Doug, I'm glad you're not really crazy, man. Nice fight. Uh, you didn't get sweaty or anything. Hey, where'd you learn those moves? This yeah. is actively yep. called out in-universe as nobody thinks this should work. This- and I guess Doug did say don't try this at home. <laughs> yeah, earlier. and then it is portrayed as, no, actually, this will work. Right. I think that's kind of what they're going for here is that like you don't the moral, I guess, is you don't need to fight anyone. Just like psych them out. Like it's the uh, it's like the whole kill them with kindness kind of thing that was kind of popular at the time. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's did, what they're going and, for. And uh, as uh, history has shown since then, has always worked in every circumstance. <laughs> right. You just got to be nice to your bully. Yeah. His fantasy is that the way to beat your bully is to look at him until he surrenders. <laughs> It's like that drill tweet about crying until your enemies give you what you want. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so Doug's staring at Roger with these wild eyes, and uh, then Bone rolls up, and he's like, ah, break it up, break it up, and he, like, barely separates the two of them. 
And, Note uh, that fighting isn't punished here at all. Yeah, right. No. Exactly. He just like he's just like ah, move apart, and then walks away immediately. Like Bone doesn't Bone doesn't send them the attention at all. It's just like ah, boys will be boys, right? Yeah, man. Interrupting a teacher's like, nap—that's punishable by detention. But attempting to pound each other's brains out, yeah, no, carry on. God. Can I real quick again express how like angry I am that like Patty got in so much in trouble for like saying no? Like, dude, I was half expecting like Boner Wingo to be like, Patty, why'd you have to ruin this young man's life? Yeah, that would have been fucking in character. God, like holy shit! Uh, Like I think we are safe from that happening because Jim Jenkins. That would involve. Jim Jenkins thinking for a second about how this impacted Patty and not Doug. Because yeah. again, yeah, true. After the second that uh, Patty gets sent to detention, you could just pop her out of this episode at no cost to anything. God, well, no, we can't because coming up next, right after, uh, right after Doug gets separated from Roger, and then he makes some more like crazy eyes at Roger, and Roger's like, "Oh, I gotta go." Uh, Skeeter's like, "Man, you want to fight without lifting a finger?" Which usual Doug Fair doing something without lifting a finger. Yeah. Winning um, without doing anything. Yes. Right. <laughs> and then Patty, like, swoons for him. Like, wicked hard. That was like, great, this... Doug. And this is, like, the first nope. time it shows, like, little hearts above Patty. Right? Uh, it's, and it's not, and it's, unless this is just, like, a glorified yeah, you fantasy. Act like a little, yeah, you acted like a little freak in a way that creeped Roger out. My yeah, if you hero. did this on the school, if you did this on the schoolyard, you'd be like that weird kid that <laughs> stares at people. Yeah, exactly. Especially this age. Like even if it worked, and it wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> right. Definitely. But Patty is like, oh yeah, this is like this is the first time when we've actively seen in not a fantasy when we've yeah. seen Patty actually showing like signs of affection for Doug. Like. Because Maybe she would have also. Jim still understands that after you win a fight, you're supposed to get the girl. Right, exactly. Not after you help the girl in a time when she actually like could have used some backup in class of like, no, really, she's not doing anything wrong. No, that wouldn't have made her swoon. I... God. <laughs> yeah, no, like there's. I suspect we will see more of this as the show goes on, but this one is just astonishing for the extent to which, like, it is entirely Doug's power fantasy, and as part of Doug's power fantasy, Patty is there to be, like, there are two character beats for this. One, be threatened. Two, be grateful after after the threat is vanquished. There is no purpose in Patty Mayonnaise existing outside of those two moments. Right, it's just to Skeeter, give Doug an opportunity. God. Skeeter says you didn't get sweaty or anything when he was, like, running around the entire school during that quote-unquote <laughs> fight, which tells me, like, either Doug's in great shape or he's actually teleporting. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't actually, like, transition between those spots, so it seems like he might yeah. be teleporting. I don't know. Maybe that's like, a better imagine superpower. Imagine running around the schoolyard just all... Naruto arms. <laughs> yeah, he's doing the Naruto. So many fucking Naruto runs all around the schoolyard, then walks up in front of you and stares at you aggressively after having oh. hit you in the face. I think you look at that and you don't hit him in the face, you hit him in the gut. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, that would probably make me not want to hang out with this guy. I, yeah. He, he is, yeah, but Doug, yeah, you're right. I'm going to definitely say it's canon that Doug is just doing Naruto arms between each of these spots. 
<laughs> That's totally what this is. Ugh. Man, but he does, he, he, so, so we cut out of this as Patty swoons. And we go back to Doug writing in his journal. And he's like, all right, it, you know, it did work. He did, Roger did stop bugging Patty. And it proves that brains are better than getting pounded. I love having sex, but I'd rather get some head. (laughs) I don't want to get pounded and creamed. (laughs) Give me good brain. <laughs> no one involved. We gotta take you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this has been pretty good so far. <laughs> no one involved in making this episode, either of this podcast or of Doug, has ever fucked or will ever fuck. This is canon. Also, Doug in his journal says, I didn't hit him, which you th- sort of did, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were the instigator. Oh, shit. Man. But yeah, so it. He kind of just like talks about how great it was, uh, and then Porkchop is dr- is dressed up in uh, Quail Man garb, uh, and he, they both kind of stare at each other. They do their quail eyes at each other, and they both like collapse and then start laughing, proving again that the power is just eye contact, and it makes right. them both uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, same. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So that. Brings us to the end of Doug's power Scott fantasy. Jobs. Yeah, Jesus, man. This this episode made me so fucking uncomfortable, as you could probably tell. Yeah, the this whole episode time. was, uh, like. It flirted with male power fantasies and child pornography. <laughs> <laughs> and victim blaming bullshit. Yeah. There's all Real sorts good of- one. This is an incredibly 90s episode. Yeah, this episode <laughs> is, like, there is an attempt to speak a moral, but the moral is so tied up in what the creator's personal neuroses are that it ends up horribly muddled. Like, there have been previous ones where, as far as we could tell, the only moral was shit like, don't believe in yourself. This one, <laughs> there is a moral, and it appears to be you can win without fighting, except for yeah. the process of delivering that moral just does not fucking work. Right. Like, this is the case yeah. of, they, you could at least see what they were trying to do and they fucked it up. I'll give them that, at least. Look how much, look how much shit they had to just, like, awful shit they had to say to actually, like, stick the landing on moral. <laughs> right. Yeah. And would, also would... all sorts of dumb shit they had to just be like, well, uh, just assume it works like this. Please don't try this at home. It goes very badly for you if you do. And also, real quick, the way that Quailman fights, like, again... He says that his powers are patience, intelligence, speed. That eye contact bullshit doesn't use any of those powers. Uh-huh. Like, what would have been good here and effective and a good lesson was if he used his powers to, like, convince Roger that fighting was a bad idea to, like, outsmart him or, like, trap him in a situation where the teacher got him in trouble, right? Yeah, no, po- no point in this episode does it, like, have him outsmarting Roger. Or anyone. Or outpatiencing him. There's no point where he outruns him, and there's no point where he outweights him. Yeah, it's like, it would have made so much more sense from a moral perspective and a, like, canonical perspective, like, consistently perspective, consistency perspective, if he was, like, somehow tricked him. But he doesn't. He just stares at him, and that's implied intelligence. (laughs) It's emotional intelligence, but not really. In conclusion, Jack Bandit is going to beat Quail Man up and take his lunch money. Why not? I mean... 
I mean, it is canonical that Batman could beat Superman, so that's the two here, right? Like, it's wrong. I don't know. Fuck Actually, it. yeah, yeah, yeah shit. I want to see the Snyder cut of uh, Quail Man versus Jack Bandit, Dawn of Bluffington. <laughs> God. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll be in the gritty reboot. Maybe that'll be like the Christmas along episode. With, as along like, with no, Doug's as wiener. Jack Bandit is just beating the tar out of Quail Man, <laughs> Quail Man just mutters, Mayonnaise. <laughs> I'm actually beating you. Ow. I'm winning. Ow, ow. I'll, I'll beat you with enough patience. You'll get tired ow. eventually. <laughs> okay. Oh, so you guys ready to cut this here? I think we're yeah. done. Oh, my God. All right. Well, good shit. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, come back next, next time. time. We'll Don't see you listen later. to anything any of the people in the 90s said. too late bye all right everyone we'll see you next time bye see ya